up, everyone? Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm the ghostess with the mostest. I'm Tessianos, and today is day 24 of 31 days of horror. You guys, in seven days, exactly seven days from today, it's going to be the best day of the whole year. Freaking Christmas for, for us ghoul gals. All right, it's Halloween, y'all. So if you want to follow along on the last week of this creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky extravaganza, please follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod, and Patreon at Patreon.com slash OCD Podcast. With that in mind, we are seven days away from Halloween and five days away from OCD's second ever Halloween Second ever Halloween. Well, I guess that's true. Giveaway! On Thursday, October 29th, we will be giving away a very witchy package. That includes a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Volume 1 comic, a Sabrina and Salem Salem Funko from Netflix series, and OCD stickers. To enter is quite simple. Head on over to your social media of preference, follow Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, and share... That's right, share your favorite OCD horror post thus far. You got a lot to choose from, kids. Tag OCD in your post along with the hashtag 31 days of horror comics and you will be entered into the raffle. That's one entry per person and it's going to be a devilishly good time. (laughs) I'm working on my evil laugh. I'll get there. All right, guys. Now to introduce today's fantastic co-host. This ghoul is wheelie, wheelie fun. That's a roller skating joke, Taylor. <laughs> I, I enjoy uh, it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Her name was once, oh, that's my sister's cool college friend. But now it's, hey, that's my cool friend. <laughs> Please give a cold zombie clap for Miss Taylor. What's up, Taylor? Hey. Doing pretty hey. good. Excited to be here. Oh, good. I'm so glad you're here. Um, you are also uh, connected to somebody who frequents this podcast quite a bit. I think he's on uh, three rounds of guesting here. You are you are the gal pal to Kyle Clark. That's right. He is my man's. Um, we are bays, and yeah, nice. it's a good time. It's fun to hang. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. You know, I think oh, I'll keep that good. one. Good. You should. He's he's a gem. That Kyle. Truly. Truly. Um, cool, man. Well, I'm just so glad you're here. And uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in our Pugsley um, shirt, matching shirts, she was wearing black and white stripes. And I was like, I got to get a Pugsley, sir- Pugsley shirt on, too. And here we are. Um, all right. So my question is, what does Halloween mean to you? Um, a lot. Uh, like you said, it's it's kind of like it's the big holiday. It is like my Christmas. Like when mm-hmm. the Halloween section comes to Target, I'm like, ooh, I can go interior shopping for the year because I keep that stuff up all year <laughs> round. Like yeah. pumpkins and yeah. skeletons everywhere. Um, everywhere. Halloween was always like a favorite holiday as a kid. And I think a lot of it was because I loved like dressing up and costume. Mm. And ooh, I can let my freak flag fly. Um Heck yeah. And it still is that a lot. Like, I don't trick-or-treat anymore, obviously, but just, like, getting into the spirit of letting things be weird and different and it not being looked down upon for that one day. uh, Right. It's a really fantastic thing. For sure, man. I feel you there. It's like, so one day we're like, oh, no, this is really who I am all of the days of the year. Just today it's acceptable. (laughs) Yes, my family has that joke where it's like, oh, we're not wearing costumes. 
this is just how we dress which is kind of true if you're my mom she wears like long black dresses she's a morticia adams maybe she's a kim oh yeah she's a kim is that what you said kim tisha kim tisha adams love it oh yeah wait i was like why is she saying kim because my mom's name (laughs) yeah like are you like let's drop that Oh, and then my favorite similarity is that uh, you Tess is your middle name as well. Yeah, and I, I had no yeah. idea that Tess was your middle name and not your first mm-hmm. name. I mean, of course, you go by Tess, but yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of Tesses, a lot of Kims yeah. having Tesses. Yeah, and then your friend with your friends with my sister Jesses. That's right. Right, right. I freaking love it. This is great. This is great. It's like having family on my podcast right now. I'm like, hey, you've been to our Halloween parties at my mom's house every year? I know. It's so nice. to Like, I love, like, being friends with a family. It just Mm -hmm. makes me feel like I could just, like, roll up and have dinner at your house and be like, hey, what's up? I want want to burst in, like, Fonzie and just be like, hey, what's up, Mrs. C? What you got cooking? And just, like, settle in and have a good time. And I totally feel like I can do that. You 100% could. And I'd be like, wait, let me get the camera. I need this. Come on over. Come over anytime, girl. The The invitation's open. Um, well, cool. So speaking of a really awesome family, today we are talking about the Adams Family 1993 movie. Uh, we talked about 91 movie yesterday, and tomorrow, you guessed it, we're doing 98 Adams Family. The 1998, not 98 Adams Family. Whew. Anyway. All right. So what does Adams Family mean to you? Well, um... It's actually interesting because I was thinking about like at what point did I first become aware of the Adams family and I can't exactly pinpoint it. I actually kind of atypically I guess didn't watch the movies as a little kid. I probably started watching them when I was a teenager, but I did watch the show a lot. I watched the Oh, the black and white yeah, show. Yeah, I watched the original show a lot as a kid. I also watched the Munsters a lot. Um yes. because I was just like homeschooled and would like watch tv in the middle of a day on a weekday and all these weird old shows were on so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i first got familiar with it through the tv show and then i started watching the movies once i got abc freeform (laughs) they're always on there then i was like wait these are really good um yeah and i just love that they are obviously very atypical but Mm -hmm. they're an incredibly loving family and it's like a super healthy dynamic like the relationship that Morticia and Gomez have is super healthy and like everybody is everybody just accepts everybody and I love that like there's no black sheep of this family because they're all the black sheep and I think it's so sweet it is so sweet that's why we all love them it's like they're, I mean, they don't even worry about their kids cutting off the head of their baby. Like, there's just no worry. Like, what are your kids doing? They just know everything's going to be okay. And, like, if you like us, you like us. And if you don't, buzz off. Like, you know? So I agree with you there, girl. Adam's family freaking, they rock. They rock. Um, so do you remember this movie specifically, the 1993 movie? I do. And I actually rewatched it uh, just recently to make sure I had all my facts straight. But yeah, this is the one that I've seen the most because 
I mean, a lot of reasons. I will definitely get into this, but like Joan Cusick yes. is my Ugh. love, yes. my life. I adore yes. her. She's so mm-hmm. good in this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite of the movies by far. Yeah, because I realize that all these cast members, they drop off in the next one, except for Lurch, I think. That guy was born to play. He's, he's, he literally, if you go to his IMDb, which I did, he only plays like weird looking guy. And I feel kind of bad for him because like, what must that be like for him? You know, but I mean, he gets employed. He's rich, man. Come on. He's gotta be, he's gotta be. (laughs) You gotta be a lurch type for this role. Man, you're perfect. You're hired. He, yeah, that's his, even if that's his purpose, it's like, you know, Lurch has a special place in our hearts. We all need a freaking Lurch, man. Yeah. And actually the guy who plays Thing as well, he always plays hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> not just in the, he's, he, okay, he's Thing in the Adams Family movies, but he's also plays like a disembodied hand in other things. His sole hey, purpose man, in life, he's a, a hand actor. He's a hand actor. So, I mean, props to people for finding their niche and just, like, really just profiting off of it. Like, they know their brands and they're strong. They do. They're like, what's your type? Uh, Disembodied member of uh, a hand. Hand. I'm good at hands, okay? (laughs) Um, He had to, like, I wonder if he's, like, super rich and he has, like, gold everywhere else, but his hands are always in, like, like, silk mittens or something. The cryogenic chambers in Zoolander with the hand model guy. Yes. Yes. Something, something, hand job. Yeah. (laughs) Answer here. Uh, well, cool. I am so excited to dive into this one. Um, I Okay, so yesterday, Dean and I, we went through it like bit by bit. Um, and I think we'll do the same thing today. I don't know. I was I was going to be like, well, let's pick a top five. And I'm like, I couldn't do that to us. I got way more than five that are my favorite. So there's too many amazing memories. Um, memories or quotes. That's what I meant. Scenes. There we go. Movie words. All right. So The members of the Odd Adams family are up to more macabre antics in the sequel. This time around, Gomez Adams, who is played by the the late Raul Julia, and his wife Morticia, Angelica Houston, are celebrating the arrival of a baby boy. But siblings Wednesday, Christina Ritchie, and Pugsley, Jimmy Workman, are none too happy about the new addition and try their best to eliminate the infant. When nanny Debbie Jelinski, the amazing Joan Cusack, appears to keep the kids in line her presence leads to an unexpected treacherous twist is that the movie you watched oh yeah and so much more and more you more than the movie even more oh like oh there's even even <laughs> right. even more went on in the movie right copy that um okay so uh, uh let's go through this cast list because this cast list is just like you look back at it and you're like, oh my gosh, they had some freaking stellar winners in this one. To the point where when I go back and see the show, it's like, who are these people? It's like these weird impersonators. <laughs> Imposters. Oh my god. Imposters. I should have watched an episode, maybe a little tomorrow, of that one. I forgot, yeah. But I do love Gomez in those black and whites ones. I yeah. think he's really good too. He's a lot more. Um, yeah. With the, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Morticia is played by Angelica Houston, and she's always played, like, I feel like witchy characters. She's got that face, you know? Yeah. She was kind of made for that part, I would say. 
Like, her yeah. bone structure is amazing. And obviously, I, it's the makeup, and it's lit that way, but, I mean, wow. I read somewhere that it's, like, she's in, like, a contraption. Like, she can't sit. Like, it's, like, because Morticia's body, if you look at it, it's, like, so curvy, and it's just, like, cartoonish how curvy it is. That's why she's so, like, it, it's, like, a tight, tight corset or something. Okay. But she's, like, buckled in there. Ooh. Well. Yeah. Well, but that, I feel like Morticia would love that, right? Morticia would, yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard to yeah. be playing that, but <laughs> Morticia would love that. I'm so happy she for her. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Gomez Adams is played by the late role Julia. Um, I'm so sad. He uh, When I found out he passed away, I was like, what? Wait a minute. But yeah, he was super young, too. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. And, you know, I was trying to think, have I actually seen him in anything else and i haven't really but he plays the role so well mm-hmm. and so well yeah i do wonder if you know would they have kept using him in the movies like did that change the production of the later mm. films like i'm sure it did they pretty much had to recast yeah i mean you can't have like the same cast and then a different gomez yeah like that would hurt more than just recasting the whole thing. Totally. You know I mean? Yeah, they just all have to go at that point. Yeah. But these two are, will forever be my Morticia and Gomez. Like, there is no better Morticia and Gomez. They're pretty perfect. They are pretty perfect. And then Uncle Fester, Uncle Fester Adams, was played by Christopher Lloyd. We all know Christopher Lloyd. He's doing his Lloydiest here. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he's Christopher Lloyd playing Fester Adams, but he's also, like, Christopher Lloyd playing Christopher Lloyd. Like, yeah. uh, I think it was another case of, like, born to play this. Uh, yeah. Just, he makes just half the time his Christopher Lloyd noise is just... And anytime I see Christopher Lloyd be horny, it's always weird. <laughs> I know. Whether it's in this or Back to the Future 3, I don't want to see that. (laughs) I don't want to know. That's like grandpa. It's always uncomfortable. (laughs) I know. I know. We don't want to know. That's funny. That's very true. Now I'm going to think, I'm going to share that with John. That's funny. Um, Okay. And then we've got, okay, I just want you to go off on this girl because she is amazing. (gasps) Miss Debbie Jelinski is Miss Joan Coonsack. Joan is so underrated just in general as an actor. She's incredibly talented. She has superb comedic timing, but she can also do really strong, just pure dramatic work. But also, I feel like nobody talks about the fact that she is freaking gorgeous. She Mm -hmm. looks so good in this movie. Every single Debbie look is iconic. Every look (laughs) is just like so amazing. She's perfect. Like, we're supposed to hate Debbie, but, like, Debbie, she looks so good. She's so hilarious. I love her so, so much. We love Joan. She's an icon in my house. Anytime that Joan is in a movie, like, in in and out or I first knew her as Jessie from Toy Story. And yes, like, of course. And her voice. That's Jessie. Oh, no, that's Joan. Amazing. <laughs> um, she makes every single thing she's ever in better. Or her in School of Rock. Iconic. Oh, um- Right? The hot teacher? She was a hot teacher, right? She was. She kind of, sort of, like, there was a deleted scene where she and Jack Black hooked up that uh, is not talked about, uh, but that was deleted, and it's 
saucy and should be there because who wouldn't? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's an amazing story. Yeah, I, that would have been really weird if they did that. You just gotta kind of, there's like some actors you just have so much respect for. You just kind of, just allude to it very slightly, but don't show us mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I know her Jesse, as Jessie the Cowgirl as well. And uh, when I was watching it with John today, he was like, I was like, that's Jessie the Cowgirl. And he's like, oh my God, why didn't I put that together? <laughs> Uh, have you seen her in Series of Unfortunate Events? I have not. I haven't seen that <sighs> series. I really want to. I loved the books. Yeah, it's it's great with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. She she plays one of the caretakers, and she's like she's perfect. Yeah, I actually remember a week from now, fourteen years ago, so October thirty first, two thousand six, uh, was the release Ooh. of the thirteenth book in the Series of Unfortunate Events series, and I remember that because. <gasps> We were the cool kids who used to go to book release parties. Um, Hello. And we bought yeah, the Harry book. Harry Potter days, man. Yes, dude. Mm-hmm. Lining up at Borders. But so, yes. yeah, we got the last book and took it home. We were all, like, reading separate copies in the store, but obviously only brought home <laughs> one copy. But good memories with that series. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. She's, she's great. Um, and then my favorite is... Wednesday Adams, freaking Christina Ritchie, man, Ritchie, man. Oh my gosh, I've always loved her, and anything she's in, it's like I'm there. Like I, I love, I've loved her since Casper. You know? Yeah, that's probably how I first knew her as well. Even though, of course, this came out earlier, but we had the VHS of Casper growing mm. up, so we would watch it all the time. And she really uh, found that little. Oh, I'm going to be like the deadpan spooky girl. And I know maybe she had trouble breaking out of that for a little while when she was, like, first becoming an adult, but it's kind of perfect. Yeah, she's, I can't imagine any, like, like, like you were saying with the people who are in the black and white version of the Addams Family, it's like everybody else is an imposter of the real Addams Family, because this to me is, like, the real Addams Family. Definitely. And I think they're probably the best, the most iconic. I think everybody would say that, like. For sure, dude. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then Carol Kane plays Grandmama, who is always Kimmy Schmidt to me. Yes, I love her so much. <laughs> and I was watching through it. I was like, wait, is that Carol Kane? And then sure enough, it was. And um, there was a different Grandmama in the first one, right? Like they changed cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder why kind of that happened. But uh, I think she is also like, she's kind of... She's definitely like a character actor playing kind of like, oh, kooky older women. But she's also mm-hmm. incredibly talented. They got a mm-hmm. good cast here. Yeah, they were like, we're not fucking around. Let's do this. Adam's family. Yes. Adam's family. Nope, there it is. Whoa. Oop, there the Adam's family. <laughs> the worst song oh my gosh. ever. Like. <laughs> but then at the very end of the credits, they, they like do the whoop Adam's family. Mm-hmm. They like they do that whole thing. They quickly cycle through just a bunch of other songs, and then when yeah. the credits end, they just one more time go whoop, Adam's family, <laughs> and then they cut to black. Yes, why did you We're end done. on that? Somebody wrote this song, oh. which is literally just whoop. There it is, and was like, oh my god, we've created the masterpiece. <laughs> Coolie yo. Coolio. What did you say the oh, other day? I just figured out that saying like, hey, that's coolio is just saying that's cool, yo. Or like, what's the dealio <laughs> is just what's the deal, yo. 
I feel like such an idiot because like it, it seems so obvious now, but the anything yo is just the comma yo. Yo, whoop! There it is. Oh man, I love this. Okay, so and then we've got the um, Pugsley Adams, who's Jimmy Workman. I've never met him before. I I haven't seen him anything else. I looked it up. He uh, did not do acting past the nineties. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Respect. All good. Uh, well, he was funny. I liked his haircut, where it was bald except for the tips at the top to make like a little fan. I was like, oh my gosh, that's an amazing haircut. Please bring that back. I know. I feel like somebody could pull that off. It wouldn't be me. Yeah. But it would be somebody. <laughs> yeah. Somebody with like a somebody nice can. head. Yeah. It had to. Yeah. It had to be a good head for that haircut. You're right. You're right. That's a very yeah good point. Somebody bring it back with a good head. And then, so, Pubert Adams is actually played by twins. A girl, a little girl and a little boy. Caitlin and Kristen Hooper. And I don't think they did anything else after this. But, uh, hey, they, uh, to me, they got the, the best role. I mean, they're the Adams Family's new kid. He'll, the, you'll always be Pubert to us. You just hang. You just be baby. <laughs> pretty easy role yeah. for pretty good acclaim. Yeah, for sure. They didn't make him cry like those cruel people in the other movies. Right. I hate when they make babies cry. I know. No. Just some foley. Just, yeah. Just, why? Just use, like, sound effects of a baby crying. I know they have that somewhere on Pond 5 or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got Lurch, which is Carol Strucken, which is the big dude. I was telling uh, Dean yesterday when we were doing 1991 Adam's Family he used to shop in a store that I used to work in. Whoa! And, uh, he's very tall. He's very big hands, um, and he's very very kind. Oh, how tall is he? Mm. Very. Like taller than Kyle? I was gonna say Kyle. Uh, he was. I think he's probably as tall as Kyle, just a little bit like bigger the other way, and not like fat, like big bony, mm-hmm. like, like those lurch shoulders. Yeah. Like he, he's got him. So. Uh, I was like, oh, good to know Lurch is here all the time. Wow. And actually, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And uh, what's that guy's name? He's, he's, I don't I know. He's always he's... around. Yeah. Yeah. He was always there. I'm like, it's all my, like, ghostly movies that I love. They're all here. Um, do, you, do you know Carol Stricken from anything? Well, you, like you were saying, he always plays, like, the he weird just, monster Yeah, right? he plays monster roles. I think he's, like, Hungarian or Czech. Oh. One of those, you know, where my people are from type countries. Um, but yeah, I mean, go off, King. Like, that's the role you were born to play. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Whatever. Um, cool. Yeah, he made lemonade with his lemons in life. He's like, I'll be tall and rich. Yeah. Okay, so we can jump right into these. Well, actually, I want to share some facts about the uh, the comic we got here. So it first appeared in 1938 in the New Yorker cartoons. They all were, uh, they were uh, single panel cartoons, but it's, I mean, they call it a comic as well. And yes, I looked up the definition to a comic, and this does fall under that definition. So, ta. Um, so anyway, it's like these little shorts. And that's kind of what makes up the Addams Family anyways, is a bunch of little, like, shorts, little skits. Like, the plot's there, it's there, and you can say it in a couple sentences, and then you're done. But, like, these little skits are what make up, really make up the movie. Uh, so, but, yeah, it was written by Charles Adams, and I have it. I'm going to show it to you. It's called, so, 
I saw this in the Halloween store in Burbank, and John got it for me for my birthday. It's called Evolution. It's a big book I'm showing her here. Um, Written by Charles Adams with all of, oh, every single one of the Adams Family panels in it. This is my most prized possession right now. And does it, don't, the original comics have, there's like an octopus character yes that's a part of it yes do you know yeah do you know anything about this octopus octopus character i don't really know much about the octopus i know it's like the kid's pet specifically i think it's pugsley's pet um pugsley's pet uh but yeah i want a fun octopus to be present i didn't see the most recent animated movie but i believe the octopus has a small (gasps) role um in that it is present there but i love that for him right (laughs) you know i can see there's probably some limitations to having an octopus be in a movie, you know. I guess, I can, yeah. You know, sucks, but it's yeah. you know producers. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, but I'd mm-hmm. love to see this octopus. Yeah. What is? I I think that'll be hilarious. But yeah, I think it works better for a cartoon than it would in a movie. I mean, we've got a hand. They're like guys, guys. We we've got the graphics for a hand. And that's hard enough. We blew our, uh, our combined octopus and hand budget. We just, you know, <laughs> we got to just delete the octopus line because we really, we went over on the hand situation. Yeah. You know what? I think they have odes to the octopus. I feel like I saw in the house there was like an octopus statue or an octopus something. But I think they put like octopus things in the background as okay. like an ode. I can't remember if it was yesterday's or today's, but... I did see that, and now that I'm thinking about it, because it was like brass, and I was like, that's a beautiful octopus piece. I don't know if it was in their house or in uh, Joan Cusack's house. I don't know. I like that. Little nods. Little nods. So, all right. So, let's do this. Um, so, we start off this thing with Fester howling on the roof. Yeah, which I think I hadn't seen, like, the very first five minutes, because I always caught it on TV, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I had seen the first five minutes um, so at first he's howling and then you actually see him howling. You just get the audio of the howl. And I was like, oh, that sounds like Christopher Lloyd <laughs> making yeah. Christopher Lloyd noises. And then, yeah, he's howling on the roof. Not really yeah. a ton of explanation for why, but it's just sometimes you got to let it out. Yeah. I, I was like, is he like sad? Like what's going on? But no, he's just legit howling. And then like the other werewolves or whatever, they start howling. And he's like, he just looks like I did it. I made them howl. But and then he, I just love it. I love that part because it really shows like he just doesn't care. Nobody's like, shut up. They just let him do his thing. Very accepting. Yeah. Very, very accepting. Um, all right. So what's what you got? What you got, girl? Well, a few things. From mm-hmm. there, uh, they obviously have the baby. And I was trying to place, like, oh, whose voice is that? David Hyde Pierce was the delivery room doctor. Just randomly. I'm like, Niles from Frasier? That's my favorite of the, of the Crane brothers. Yeah, he just has this random cameo. That's something I love in this film. There's all of these mm-hmm. just, like, amazing random cameos. Uh, yeah. that I really enjoy. So him being in there was fun. And then also the fact that a roller skate is a plot point in this movie. <laughs> I live for Twice, yeah. Twice, yeah. <laughs> and I, actually, I know, I saw the roller skate in the beginning. I was like, roller skates! And, he, and Taylor! Bing is doing sick tricks. He's riding that thing like a skateboard. I actually yeah. bought 
a pair of those like old timey skates that you clench onto your shoe and strap. Yeah. Um, and they are not good. Let me tell you, <laughs> we, urethane no. was good uh, for skate tech. Uh, they really do not roll particularly well. It's like you're riding a coin. <laughs> um, but I'm happy that it's in the movie. So thing riding the roller skate, doing tricks, especially since I've started going to skate parks for roller skating. I was like, yeah. he's doing so good. You go, little man. <laughs> go a little lower and bend your knees. No. <laughs> He was doing really good. And I, I like, yeah, I like how they let that part of, the, like, the roller skate, like, make the camera a reason to give it to move through the house. Did that make sense? Yeah. Gave the camera a reason to move through the house. So. Dolly shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love when Morticia goes to the hospital. Like, I hope to be that stoic when I'm having a child come out of me. Yeah. But, like, right? was she pregnant already? Yeah, she was. She was in uh, the 1991 movie at okay. the end. Yeah. Because she just is like, I'm having a baby now. It's like, yep, word. <laughs> I love that they didn't ever show her pregnant. Like, she's always just that beautiful figure. It's like, we just have to know that she's pregnant, and that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they go to the hospital, and she's just like, they're, what do they say? They say, do you need anesthesia, darling? And she's like, no, but ask the children. <laughs> it's great. Like, I want my parents to have a baby so I can get some anesthesia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, mom's having another baby. Get more anesthesia. Um, okay, and then let's see here. All right, and then we meet the baby in the baby nursery with the knife. Um, what do you call the thing over the bed? Um, I was going to say dreidel, but that's certainly not it. That's uh, not it. Canopy. I can't. Yeah, the thing that sings Dangling really circular it. baby item called baby yeah. item for you that is circularly dangling. Um, right yes windmill carousel wait we got this um i gave up mobile there it is yes mobile. Mo- yeah. <laughs> as soon as i gave up mobile uh yeah the mobile jesse had the best one when she was a baby i loved hers I actually love listening to her song jesse's my little sister by the way and that's how i know taylor's through her um but yeah jesse had like the best um song to her mobile okay anyway but bop. this guy <laughs> sick beat sis <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we got knives. What else we got in this room, Taylor? Um, I believe there's some sort of, oh, there's the really scary teddy bear that's like a growling Mm -hmm. actual bear. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, it's just like, it, it turns dark. And I love like this nursery later on when he turns into like the little baby with golden locks and rosy cheeks. Um, the room gets like really bright all of a sudden, like the room is, uh, it fits with the baby, like they had time to decorate, or the room's just magical. Like a psychic nursery that just like reads the vibe and adjusts. Exactly, exactly. I would love that room, that that psychic room, like because you don't always feel your decor all the time. Sometimes you're like, I don't want this. I, I want to change the scheme. Else. That'd be so cool. Um. So, all right, and then we learn that there's a baby with a baby mustache, and the baby breeds fire. And then, uh, and then we got the uh, Pugsley and Wednesday Adams. They really want to off this baby. They're like, this kid is just getting way too much attention from mom and dad. And, uh, so they try to like, they try everything to kill the baby, but it just, he doesn't die. 
I really enjoy that they dress baby up like Marie Antoinette and then try to <laughs> perform the execution. Mm-hmm. And then he just grabs that thing. Mm-hmm. Just grabs the guillotine blade. <laughs> it's like, nah, not today. Not today, losers. He, Yeah, like it doesn't even... I love that this, this one like mechanical Muppet baby hand mm-hmm. was used twice in the movie to get like sharp things. They're like, well, we have the baby hand, so can you write it in again? Yeah, we work so hard on these baby hands. To justify hands. the baby hand cost. Yeah. They've got a lot of hands in this. Uh, Gotta hand this. it to you. Gotta hand it to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, and then and then we go. We drop in on Fester in his bedroom, and he's reading Strange Men and the Women Who Avoid Them <laughs> book. Huh, I feel like this was written for me. So strange how how catered yeah uh and then uh and then the the adams family they're like you know what we need to find some nannies because these kids are just unruly they're trying to kill their little brother wednesday is funny she's like you know when parents have more than two kids you know somebody has to die and he's like bugsy's like but who's it gonna be and he's she's like well they only need one boy which to be fair yeah, if that was the case with sisters, I'd be dead because uh, I have a bunch of sisters. So luckily, we don't generally do that in society. And so I remain yeah. alive. But I love the nanny Congrats. montage. Yeah. Something I really enjoy, it's kind of like they could have very easily had all of the nanny reactions just be like, whoa, what? What's going on here? <laughs> Instead, they mm-hmm. kind of played it straight, which I really enjoyed. If they had yeah. had everybody just reacting like, whoa, that would have been so, I don't know, it just would have turned me off this movie. Because you yeah. can't have people, it's like the rules of the universe are, people think people are strange, but you can't, I don't know, you can't break the rules of like, they're so weird. You can't have people like say it yeah. outright. They just have to accept like, yeah, this is a thing in the world. There is these, like, undead, like, creepy people, but you can't be like, that's strange. Yeah. Or it kind of falls apart. The conceit of it just crumbles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, in the 1991 movie, they is the only time, they didn't go out and about other than have the baby. But in the 91 movie, they went to the school and it was like everybody was... You know, they just kind of accepted them, but they still thought they were weird. Like, they weren't like, oh, my God, who are they? Those undead people from the mountain. You know, it's, it's just like, well, um, Wednesday drew a picture right. of a burning witch at stake or whatever. I love that picture so much. I want that. I want a print of that up on my wall. I'm sure it exists somewhere. I'm sure you can. That'd be really funny, though. You gotta frame it. Aunt, Aunt Great Aunt Petunia or whatever it was. Um, and then... Uh, my favorite, which I'm hoping that when you guys hear this, this is the opening to the show because I want this to be the opening. Uh, when uh, Morticia and Gomez are in the cemetery to have their like nightly chat and she's in her like veil, so beautiful. And she's like, I just want what everybody else wants. I want a family and children and to sink out the dark forces and join their hellish crusade. That's all. <laughs> you can have it all. Just like, like any modern woman. All it takes is a little pixie dust. Um, I didn't mean that by drugs. I, I, it just sounded like a Disney song right there. Uh, but yeah, you can have it all. All right, so 
got the nannies. Oh, yeah. And then I love when our, our beloved Joan or Debbie here, she busts in and she looks at Gomez and he, she's like, same thing, same thing, same things. And she looks at Gomez and she goes, isn't he a lady killer? And he goes, acquitted. I know. my I had it on and it was on in my living room. So my family was kind of around and that happened and everybody just like burst out laughing because that's <laughs> kind of like little subtle bit of humor. There's obviously more overt jokes, but I really enjoy the more subtle ones that you kind of have to catch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, yeah, you have to really be paying attention. And I like you can you can watch this movie, but like half watch this movie and still find joy in it because of all these little like skits that go on. It's kind of like watching a cartoon as a kid and you get the like obvious cartoon humor, but then rewatching it and seeing like the things they put in for the parents and realizing, yeah. oh, this is a really funny show. Like they mm-hmm. just they put all this stuff that kids didn't notice because they're kids, but upon rewatch, there's some like yeah. dirty stuff in here. Yeah, like SpongeBob. Some of SpongeBob is yeah. for adults. Yeah. But it's highly entertaining. Why not? I mean, gosh, I hope they do that for when I have kids. Like, please entertain me too. Like, I think it's smart. <laughs> right? Like, if I'm going to watch this, like, give me a little something, something. Some, some, anything. Anything. This is season seven, episode 50 million of uh, The Wiggles. No. Uh, and then we learn that the baby's name is Pubert. What do you think of that name? Um, I don't like it. It's not a great <laughs> name. It's kind of unattractive. I actually found out that... Um, the name Pubert was from, I think, originally when Charles Adams was doing the comics. The first mm. name he came up with for Pugsley was Pubert. I read that on IMDb oh. trivia, so I don't know if it's true or not. But I kind of like the idea that they like <laughs> dug into the mythology to get the name. Because it does fit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, little pube. Little pu- pubes. Pubes. Hey, what up, pubes? Pube. Pubert. Pube. Bert, Adams. I mean, it's not a bad name when you say it all together, but when he just, the way he said it, he's like, we went through Agatha and all these names that are like so amazing. And he's like, pubert at the end. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, well. Hmm. It's the yub <laughs> kind of part. The yub. Yub. Uh, and then we learn that Miss Debbie Jelinski is actually the Black Widow killer. I love this montage on the news when we're like seeing her in her disguises. Mm-hmm. And I love that the news is like, these are three different people when it's obviously yeah. the same. But also her just like lounging on the bed, eating a box of chocolates. It's so good. She is so cool. Like, other than mm-hmm. the murder, kind of goals. Just, like, know what you want and go after it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good life lessons here as well, for sure. Especially through Joan. Um, Debbie. You know, I, I kind of go back and I, I'll say Joan. I'll say Debbie. They live in the yeah. same place in my mind and heart. Right. Right? I mean, I, I wrote her down all throughout my notes as Joan Jelinski. On accident. Full accident. Joan Jay. So, Joan Jay. Uh, and then we see that Fester is on the cover of the Forbes magazine. And <laughs> she's after his money. <laughs> I like that Love she's it. made this, like, mood board. Murder mood board. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it shows that she put in the research, she put in the time. I am, I'm, I'm kind of trying to piece together in my mind, like, how long was there in between husbands that she killed? Right. Uh, like, she had, like, $2 on her bedside. Like, she waited to the last second. Calculated. <laughs> yeah. She's sweating. Uh, and then we realize, well, something happens with Debbie and Wednesday is getting a little too close and a little too like, hmm, are you a real person or are you a killer? Either way, let's figure it out. Uh, so she says they should go to summer camp and they go to Camp Chippewa. What do you what do you think about this Camp Chippewa? I absolutely love uh, that they make fun of wasps with this camp. Like they do such a good job of making fun of just like this type of white person oh um, yeah and the little girl what's the name of the little girl who's like the rival oh. uh is it i don't know it's really like like becky or dorothy yeah. or something yeah something something annoying like that you know uh no. <laughs> sorry to all the beckys and dorothy's out there i don't love you any less um <laughs> but yeah i just love the camp counselors there um, the guy was also Janos in Ghostbusters 2. I always forget that. Mm. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. the range of annoying guy to annoying guy, but also is like a really good dramatic actor. And then, um, yeah, all of the kids, they just got these, just casting, just the perfect, like, little blonde, like, clone type girls. Yeah, they're all blonde. And you know what I noticed is that even Debbie Jelinski's blonde. It's like the blondes against the Adams family in this whole movie. The visual, uh, an- what's the word that it's like analogy, but instead it's like this versus this. Well, you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Black and white yeah. comparisons. Yeah. You get me. Uh, yeah, I get you. But it's kind of the perfect contrast. Literally sunshine and blonde and outdoorsy and summer to yeah. the sort of dark, dank, wintry, scary blackness. Yeah. Well, I thought, yeah. And what's funny is that the same way that everybody is so like, oh my God, with the Adams family, the Adams family is the same way with them. They're like, oh my God, you're so sunshiny. It's the same exact reaction to each other. Like, they just can't stand the other one. They should just stay, you know, stay out of each other's lanes, really. Get out of my lane. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and. I, yeah, this camp is hilarious. Oh, I was gonna say that actor is also in uh, Dead and Loving It. He's my favorite. He's the uh, the like the Rupert or something where there's like the dumb one that's always in the, not the dumb one, but he's like the investigator. I can't remember what his thing is, but he was in that. And John and I quote him all the time. He's like, I can't even remember what it was. It's <laughs> hilarious scene. Um, but anyway, he's in that one as well. And that's where we know him. We're like, D- it's, a, it's a dude. He's in this. <gasps> we love him. I know there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of crossover with just like fun movies that we all watched growing up. Just the cast. It's just the actors who were working at that time and who were willing to do like family or kids or like spooky weird stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like this entire sort of class of actors have a very dear place in my heart. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. This is a great one. I was like, there's no part of this that I'm not like, I'm in love with. Like every corner of this is I'm in love with. Yeah. So it's great. Um, okay. So then Fester starts to fall in love 
and we learn both Debbie and Fester are virgins. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's not the scene that I wanted to ever see. It's not words yeah. I wanted to hear spoken, right. especially by mm. Christopher Lloyd. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't want to see him be horny. I don't no. know why. It's just so like, oh. It's like, because he's like my dad, you know, he's like, he's like this beloved kind of like, like, it's like, you're too old to be horny, Christopher Lloyd. I don't want to see that. Uh, But I love how Debbie's like, wait, what? The parts where she kind of breaks from her act are really golden. Yeah. Yeah. She plays two different characters in this. Yeah. And, uh. Is that once they're in the graveyard talking about being virgins, is that after the like date and dance sequence? Oh, probably. Yeah, that was yeah, that's after their like their dinner with um, Morticia and Gomez and they have yeah, we should definitely bring up that dance scene. I thought I was just gonna remember, but yes. Um let's bring up that dance scene. Well choreographed. Um and I love that they had I mean, it makes sense, but they in the credits they had a choreographer for that scene i mean you need to but uh yeah. i love that they used first of all they're all like oh i'm gonna flirt with this guy and then you're gonna be mad and then dance harder and more passionately <laughs> meanwhile fester having like the breadsticks up his nose uh, being like uh uh you, you you is this what you like uh <laughs> watching that i was like oh man i would be faster in that situation i'd be like i'm going for the bit just like hey boy, hey i got a red stick in the nose and then you see more dance and then it cuts back to him and you can see he's like considering going for it a second time which i can also yeah. relate to you know you can do the noble thing and give up the bit but you can also mm-hmm. do the i'll be damned if i'm not gonna try for the laugh and you can just try harder and you still don't get the laugh, but at least you tried too hard. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because Debbie's looking at the dance, and then she turns back around to look at Fester to see what he thinks, and he's like, oh, the sticks aren't up my nose, and he puts it back up, and he's like, ta-da, I can still do it. This is what you like, right? <laughs> right? I get all the ladies. Um, well, uh, this is a big jump in the future, but we'll come back, but I, it, this is along the same lines of when they first, like, have sex and he's like oh yeah uh gomez told me don't giggle and don't make something else jokes or something it's like he needs guidance and like everything that he does it has to do with love yeah and also huh they were talking about that like they have that closeness and i'm glad that they have that sort of brotherly connection yeah it's really special what gomez and fester have for sure he was gone for so long i know and then he's like gonna lose him again yeah I was like, well, yeah, stupid job. We'll get to that. Um, okay, so, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I love when um, the girl at the camp, the blondie, is like, is that your bathing suit? Wednesday's like, is that your overbite? And then uh, jumping in the water, being like, how? I love kid who wants to be an actor, uh, played by a kid who is an actor, because that means uh-huh. she is either a good enough actor or just, like, very aware of the types of people because i feel like especially being from la we see a lot Mm. of those types but her just being like help i'm drowning and then (laughs) just i can't swim like die bitch 
Uh, yeah. She's like, bye, see you later. Just go down. Uh, and then they, they say, they're like, Wednesday Adams, you are, you need to go in the Harmony Hut. <laughs> I wish I could live in a Harmony Hut, not that one. I don't really like yeah. the decor, but the idea yeah. of having a Harmony Hut to live in, a she-shack. Yeah. Like. A she-shack, yeah. It seems really nice to just be in the woods and just like vibe. I know. I was like, I saw that. I was like, I need a Harmony Hut now that I know that that's possible. My favorite was the cat poster that was like the cat's like the poor kitty is like hanging from like a tree branch. He's like, hang in there, baby. (laughs) The cat. Yeah. Like Michael Jackson in the corner. And then the kid screams. Yes. What was that about? I didn't understand that. I think it was because like all of the stuff about the like child molestation had just come out at that time oh, so it was fresh it's, so low. it's like kind of ballsy of the filmmakers um to have to have put that in there and actually that part is cut a lot of times when it's shown on tv oh really interesting i did not realize oh. that that is very interesting actually i love that harmony hut and it plays a, a role twice in here and the second time is even better this one's just like go in here and be happy it's like it's like people, adults that never actually work through their feelings, like their parents didn't help them work through their feelings, and so they never work through their feelings, so they can't help you work through your feelings. So they're like, look, there's a person smiling. You should be happy because they're smiling. And it is this kind of, it's a very real thing that there are certain types of adults who want children to just be like, oh, these precious little sweethearts who will just yeah. like basically be dolls for them. When yeah. kids feel every emotion, they just feel it in a kid way and maybe don't have the language to discuss their problems but uh and then kicking the uh what's the name of the of the boy of nerd boy they never i i they say it maybe once like i yeah. feel like they never named him because i was like trying to ben listen for or something name. something like Here, that let me look up on imdb i think it yeah 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 is it is joel joel okay I think, yeah, he's Barnaby. <laughs> yeah. I should bring him up. It's David Crumholtz. But yeah, his name is, um, or Bernard, not Barnaby. He's Bernard from the Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I love that he gets kicked in there and he's like, I just wanted to read. Cause yeah. Same boy, same. Uh, I d- was not, oh, shockingly, I was not a particularly athletic child, Uh, (laughs) and I often (laughs) failed at uh, certain, like, sportsy things that I had to do, so uh, I could definitely see myself being kicked into a Harmony Hut, but just don't take my book. Yeah. (laughs) You may take my freedom. Yeah. You may take my liberty, but don't take my book. Don't take my book. Yeah, totally. Amen, sister. Damn. You said it. Uh, and then, so we get out of the Harmony Hut and we go to Fester's, well, Debbie's bachelorette party and Fester's bachelor party where at the bachelorette party, excuse me, the bachelor party, wait, the one with the girls, bachelorette parties, we learned that Cousin It they, and um, the lady from the first movie have a baby named what? <laughs> the baby is really cute, actually. It's really cute. Yeah. Um, and just logistically, I mean, I'm sure it's just, like, this puppet and she's holding it when she's sitting on the couch later, but, like, in the crib that's just a lidded coffin, which I love. But, like, mm-hmm. what products do they use? Because their hair looks amazing. It looks so good. They've got argan oil 
for days yeah. in that home for days and like cousin it like not in these movies and never in the shows and never in the comic do they explain like it, like how cousin it's anatomy yeah looks we have no idea like is there a whole body under there or what's going on yeah what's going on are you like yeah you've got a voice box <laughs> yeah i love when uh cousin it is an ordained minister at the wedding giving the service yeah. yes i do <laughs> Uh, but before we get to the wedding, the bachelor party where they accidentally burned <laughs> the, the cake. <laughs> oh, that poor woman. Did you bake her in there? <laughs> also, I love the... Uh, I really latched on to the... Just the, like, random background family that they didn't go into a lot. And the one guy... There's the, like, two conjoined dudes in the bachelor mm-hmm. party. But then there's also the guy with, like, the just kind of the the top hair he's got the big top hair and he's kind of weird looking i believe his name is lumpy lumpy adams dude uh i looked up that guy and he similarly you know is kind of just a character actor that plays like weird looking guys but i am so happy that there's a place in hollywood you don't have to be beautiful you can be just like weird looking and that's fine and uh so I'm very happy about Lumpy Adams existing. Yeah. Is Lumpy yes. in the first uh, movie? Yeah, he is. He's dancing with Wednesday yeah. at the party. Okay. At the Mamushka, Mamushka. That party. Uh, so this wedding. Okay, so Joan looks great. Looks very, very good. Yeah. And her white dress. And they're in a cemetery at night. And uh, so they, she walks up. And, yeah, we've got the ordained minister, and I don't know. I don't remember. It, it was just a great wedding. Everybody was there. It was all, like, very much an Adamsy thing. And I was like, oh, she's going along with it. How kind of her. And I love that everybody showed up. Everybody showed you up. You know, mm-hmm. she's obviously, you know, she's not quite the same as what would be expected, but people are accepting of her. And it's a thing in the Munsters. I don't think it's a thing in this world, but in the Munsters, they have a cousin who looks like a like a blonde just like 60s woman and she's very pretty by like society standards but they're like oh we're so sorry that she just is so ugly but we love her um and i'm like is there an element of that in this world the kind of like oh somebody who looks like really normal by like our standards are they considered like ugly in the adams world and maybe not as much but I love that if that were the case, they're still just, like, super accepting. And then they're like, oh, we're so happy that Fester found somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, fine. Oh, it's it's interesting because, like, if somebody were to see, like, in the Munsters, yeah, the the daughter is, like, the normal-looking one, the pretty, like, hot blonde. Um, And anybody that is a hot blonde, because that's, like, what society's standards of, like, the perfect woman. And it's okay if you're a hot blonde. Get it, girl. Go, go, girl. Go, girl, go. It's just when they, like, push that on us and they're like, you must look like this unattainable image. Um, that's when I get mad or upset, I should say. Um, so it's funny how they stick her in Adam's or the Munsters even. And it's like, oh, now you get a taste of your own medicine. See? Like, nobody's weird. It's just perspective. Nobody should have to look like anything, but everybody should be able to look like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just yourself and also 
Don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks about you, man. Right. Don't do it. There's no point. Life's too short to care. So, and then Gomez gives hair of the pup to uh, this baby. Like, what is it? Like a raw egg? It's like an egg and vodka and like some potions and like bitters maybe. Um, And just like shake it up. And, you know, there you go, baby. Uh, I've. I've had things that have, like, raw egg in them, and it's always like, uh, uh, I'm not supposed to be tasting this yeah. texture. It's kind of funky. Kind um, of funky. The fact that the baby's been uh, hung over for, like, a week is an interesting yeah. thing. <laughs> it's normal. He's beginning to be sick because Fester's yeah. gone. He knows something's up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then we cut to Hawaii, where on this honeymoon, what what happens on this honeymoon? Tell us. Uh, well, we see this. Uh, they're in this fancy hotel. Fester's in just like a hella bubble bath, and mm-hmm. Debbie's like, "Would you die for me?" And he's like, "Of course I would." Uh, yeah. And then she has this tape that she got from Time Magazine of like mm-hmm. thousands of yeah. generic love songs. And I like the implication that she's been through them, like, one by one. Uh, and then yeah. she just drops it in there. And instead yeah. of dying, Fester is into it. It's like, ooh, a little electrocution. And then he has a light bulb in his mouth and is like, rare. And, <laughs> you know, that conveys an emotion. Uh, yeah. And Debbie's like, damn, now I'm going to have to sleep with this guy. Yeah. She's upset. Which, to yeah. be fair, yeah, it's valid. Yeah, you, you dig, you dug your own self in this hole, sister. Uh, and uh, they like, she's like, We're, how, "You've never had sex before. You're, you've never done that before." And he's like, "No." She's like, "How do you know we're doing it right now, or we're not doing it right now?" And he's like, "I don't what." But it's just funny. She's like trying everything she can do. She's like tricking, tricking, tricking. And then she just takes over. She's like, look, if this happens, I never want to see your family again. And he's like, my whole family. And then she starts being like super seductive. And he's like, okay. And then, yeah, this is, there's the part there where it's like cringe, Uh cringe. Because you see the beginnings and you're like, no, I'm out of here. (laughs) Please. I don't want to know. Yeah. Kind of like that scene in Ghostbusters where the ghost comes while Ray is sleeping and it's like a dream, but it's also kind of real. And then like his eyes cross and he's like, oh, and it's like, I don't want to see it. (laughs) Yeah, that's none of our business. Do it behind closed doors. And suddenly a prude. I'm like, um, hello. I think they were having sex. (laughs) I'm upset. That's not allowed. Uh, and then what's her name miss debbie again she has him buy like this gigantic mansion for her and they start moving in and fester's hair plugs and outfit are like so amazing (laughs) like that's her dream boy that's her aesthetic that she'd like to see Mm -hmm. in a man um and yeah he's like scratching at it and she's like don't pick at the scabs. So it was sewn in there, I guess. Blah. 
Uh, he just looks so funny. It looks like the dumb and dumber. It felt like a yeah. dumb and dumber scene. Yeah. He's got that bowl cut. And then meanwhile, mm-hmm. the kids are trying to escape uh, yeah. from the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, concurrently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is when the Harmony Hut comes in again, and they show... Well, I think it's... A, actually, it's a little farther down, uh, but they show them in... The, well, yeah. Well, they show them in the hot Harmony Hut, and they just start, like, playing movies uh, for them, and then one of them is Sound of Music, and then the Brady Bunch, and then Annie, and this lasts for, like, 12 hours or something, and then they come back at night, and they're like, have you learned to smile? And Wednesday's, like, quivering smile... Like, it looks unnatural for her. That is probably, like, my favorite part of her acting in this. Just, like, the smile. Because it's just such good, like, facial expression work. Just the... And it just... The unnaturalness and the discomfort really comes across. And then everybody being like, yeah. They're like, gasp. Gasp. Uh, and uh, I keep saying, and then I sound like I'm like, and then, and then it's just, there's so many skits. It is really hard to like figure out a way to get through this. Like, cause it's just, there's so much going on and definitely we're going to miss stuff, but it's just, it's just a lot. Like, remember it's like, you could name each sketch, like Debbie's white feathered outfit, you know, Nathan Lane as the police officer, uh, <laughs> Debbie gives Fester a bomb and he guesses what mm-hmm. it is. Like, it's, you could just name these little sketches, like, one by one. Uh, but I loved, uh, speaking of Debbie's white feather outfit, though, when she's like, welcome to my home, and she's in that amazing Yeah, top. the Adamses try to come get Fester. She's like, he, he doesn't want to see you. And she just mm-hmm. has, she's really come into her own. She's living her life. It is interesting that she, like, bought all that stuff that she wanted only for it to be blown up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She doesn't care about that. She doesn't she just care. Wants money. Yeah. No. But she's spending That money. was a beautiful yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she keeps trying to kill him, but he just won't die. He just won't die. Uh, I love what Gomez calls her when he's, like, at home crying. He calls her the temptress of Waikiki. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want that name. The despair the scene. Temptress. Gomez in yeah. despair is pretty great. Yeah. He's like, woe is me. And Morticia's like, my husband's dying. My baby is sick. And it's at this point that baby pubert uh, becomes blonde, right? That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is when we get a whole heap of grandmama because she's like going into how awful he is. And Morticia has to like treat him like a normal child and read him Cat in the Hat. And... Oh, no. He lives. <laughs> oh, no. So good. And I love that Grandmama is doing, like, spells. I love that she curses Debbie and then hands her that skull. But doing the spells, trying to get Baby to be normal again in being abnormal once more. Yes. All of them. They just, like, every single part of this, whenever they tell a joke or there's some part of a scene, you don't see it coming, what they're going to say, because they see the exact opposite of what you think, and there's the comedy in that. They meet you know and then I mean? defy expectations. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know. Uh, and then when Debbie's like, I must kill him, and they have this whole car chase because Thing picks him up because I guess he put a brick on the gas. I don't know how he's driving the car. I think he was having some trouble. He, he was, was jumping okay. back and forth. Um can we just talk yeah. about Debbie's, like, kerchief? Debbie's look in the car chase, like, leading up yeah. to the bombing. 
Um, that's my, my, my biggest comment on this movie is just the looks are great. She's got the belt. She's got this tiny little waist and then this kerchief and the sunglasses. She looks like Jackie. Oh, she's just so classic. Um, and just sitting there and her nails, I didn't notice till this time she has like the perfect nails and they're like shiny gold and always like perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> we love Debbie. We love Debbie. Debbie should be like like a Halloween villain that people dress up as yeah. every year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when she's, she's the best. And then that car chase, she's driving and she's just like, move it. Which is, you know, occasionally how I drive. I try to not, you know, I try to curtail, but I get some road rage and I'll just be like, move. Like, go. Especially when somebody is just like, do, 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 do. I'm just out for a nice drive. You know, most people are trying to get to work. It's a little bit before nine, but I'm just going to go slow. I'm just going to go slow because this is a joyride on Monday morning. Nobody else even matters. Nobody has to be anywhere. Um, And I'm just screaming, like, move or get out of the way. Get off the road, ideally, but, like, at least meet the speed of traffic. You don't have to speed. Right. Just go. Just go the speed. I'm not telling you what to do, but I am. Yeah, totally. I love when you can see that people are mad behind you and you can tell that they're just like cursing you to hell. This happened to me yesterday intensely. I was uh, I was picking up some Thai food and on my way home, um, I was getting ready to turn right, but it was a red and there was this sign that was like no turn on red. And I was like, okay. And there was some tiny text under it, but like, I don't have the best eyes. I wear glasses, but I was like, huh. And I see this person come behind me immediately. Like, I've only been stopped for, like, a second. And I can see they are just laying on their horn. I can see they're like, wow. They're, like, yelling to themselves and just, like, cursing me out. I'm like, it says no right on red. And then I, like, read a little. I, like, creep up a little to read the sign that's, like, when children present. And I'm like, oh, no, there's no children present. I could have been turning. (laughs) So it's fair, but also... If the second you have to wait a moment is the second you're full of rage, like, you know, bless that person. Maybe something bad happened and they had to get home, but, like, chill at the same time. Because all in all, we were waiting for, like, five, ten seconds. So, chill. (laughs) She mad at you, mysterious person. Yeah. 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 I love on Debbie's car where uh, one car says Debbie 1 and the other one says Debbie 2 on the license plate. She's got the fleet. She does. She has a fleet, but, like, Debbie, like, she keeps changing her name, right? Uh, and I love that she got a whole new license plate for her car for this persona. She has the plates. She commits. She has the power. She's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got the plates, got the power. And then she puts the Adams Family in electric chairs, which I think is hilarious because I'm like, didn't you just try to electrocute Fester? Right. You know, little oversight there, Deb. You know, you had to know. Um and this is after the kids have had this this play, uh, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh! Please talk about the play. Uh, oh my god! Yes, so good. This play that Wednesday, you know, put on the brave face of acting like she had become a chipper Chippewa kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they actually comment on like, "Hey, here's all these blonde white kids," and then look, oh, the kids you don't want are the kids who are not white. The kids who like wear glasses the kids who are chubby the kids who are disabled 
and the fact that they all become like the rebels and take over is sweet, sweet revenge. And the speech yeah. Wednesday gives is like, okay, like considering especially that this was 1993, which also yeah. has this movie 27 years old. Ah. Um, but yeah, gives a pretty progressive speech and then just like goes ham and kills everybody. Yeah. Eat just, me. Eat I, me. I love that. I love when they were like, because the reason why she's, the only reason why she's in that play is because she made that smile over at the Harmony Hut mm-hmm. after watching all those those movies, those terrible movies, and she makes that smile, and they're like, oh, she can be in the play now. And then they're in the play, and they just take over, like their Native American scene, when they're like, take, they're just taking over everybody, you know, they're taking over, um, and oh, and then they burned that little blonde girl at the stake. She wasn't seen to. again. Did they? I think they did like <gasps> kill her and the counselors wow. as well. They tied they and they the like counselors. roasted them on a spit. So they weren't like seen singed later on. I guess You're the right. little girl was on the she plane was. at the end. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's uh, right. But we didn't really see the counselors again. So mm, <laughs> they killed been... those people. <laughs> They're dead. They're done. Well. I mean, that's the Adams for ya. And uh, and then, so, all right, so everybody's in the electric chairs, and uh, there's, like, a glitch that happens. I can't remember what the glitch was, but she she ends up electrocuting herself, and even her pile of dust is fabulous. Yeah, and then the, uh, the gold visa and the Amex landing on the ashes. It was because uh, Pubert, like, heals because Fester is home and then goes crawling, and the roller skate, he gets on the roller skate and he rolls. And then right in the opening scene, when they were dropping baby off of house, uh, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, what's going to land first, the bowling ball or the baby? And so then right. they bring it back and this ball is here and it like makes a plank go. Uh, huh, that's funny. Jesse was calling me your sister <laughs> right now. <laughs> I want to talk to all those Butera girls. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he flies up in the air, he goes to space, or at least, like, wherever height planes fly, and then lands and is, like, playing with the electric cords, and it short circuits and turns back around, so Debbie herself's electrocuted. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and her slide before that was fabulous. Yeah, she put together that PowerPoint, Mm -hmm. which I love, uh... All I wanted was a ballerina Barbie. They got me a Malibu Barbie. Dead. Done. Bye. I'm delicate. (laughs) That's when she really started sounding like Jessie the Cowgirl. When she screams. Because Jessie the Cowgirl is like her scream voice. When she she does that angry thing in her voice where she's like, Are you kidding me? Uh, And that's the version of her that we really love in my family because we excitedly, (laughs) passionately yell a lot. Not like fighting, but like get excited and just got to yell about it. So, yeah, I love it. I am, you know, thinking about it logistically. How'd they get out of those chairs? I don't know. They probably, I mean, Morticia and Gomez know their way around those chairs, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. So maybe they just knew. Kinky people. They seem very comfortable. They were not upset uh and then i love how it says sometime later and we see debbie's tombstone that 
They've buried her in the Adams Family Cemetery because she'll she's always an Adams. She's still family. Yeah. That's right. Which is very sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. And then it is very sweet when the boy. What did we find out his name was? J J. Joel. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, he's dressed like a little Gomez, and he's like, "Poor Debbie," you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they still had compassion, and that's really yeah. nice. I think they also kind of respected her hustle. I think Morticia mm-hmm. even says, like, I respect that you were just, like, trying to kill men or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they respect the hustle. Just probably yeah, it was the not us, please. seductive something. Like, she, you put a spell of seduction. I respect that. Right. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, a very accepting bunch. And Very I think the, the movies and just, like, the franchise make you feel like, oh, I could I could come as I am and be accepted by this family. And I think that's a lot of the appeal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, like, it's not even, like, acceptance because it's, like, day and night. It's just everybody is more weird and kooky, mysterious and spooky than they like to admit. So when they accept that they are everybody's weird and kooky and blah 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 that's when it's like oh no you're just a normal person you know what i mean whereas like when you're that light those like the blondes and stuff at the camp it's like no you're putting on an act as a person so they're just accepting you as the human that you are yeah and when you demonize those like darker aspects of yourself you give them more power than they originally had like you make Mm -hmm. it more of a thing Instead of just accepting and coexisting with all the aspects of being a human being, you instead suppress and vilify these parts of you, uh, and that makes them stronger and come out in potentially more violent and destructive ways. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It boils and toils and turns into something that is the world is afraid of the the ultimate the ultimate you know the person who puts on a bunch of masks those masks get very heavy after a while and then hurts your neck and you're like oh man i got to see a cairo and then the cairo's like hey maybe take off these masks and you're like what i'm not wearing a mask you're crazy and then you don't right. get the medical care you need and then it's just a nightmare and then the neck suddenly your spine is injured and the whole system gets thrown off uh, yes, exactly. I love Take off your mask, Taylor. People. Yes, yes. I love Taylor explanations. Thank you. They make they're true. They're true. You take your time and your explanations. I I respect that. <laughs> I'm like you. Want, you got the right words. Exactly. Beautifully said. Um, be yourself, dude. We are the weirdos, Mister. That's right. We are the weird. Right. We are the children. Just gotta let it all out. Yeah, let it all out, man. Uh, well, cool. Awesome. Man, all right. So that's 1993 Adam's Family in a Nutshell. We loved it. Right, Taylor? We did love it. Yeah, we loved it a lot. Thank you for for breaking it down with me. I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Um, any excuse I can get to gush about Joan, because she's amazing. Hi, Joan. I hope she's, I lo- I hope she's listening. Hey, Joan. <laughs> love you. I like to think that she's so bored in quarantine and, and like this one comes across like somebody that knows her like shares it and they're like, ha ha. And she's like, I must listen. And then she's like, oh, and then she messages you and she's like, hi, Taylor. 
love you too joan slides into my dms and is just like hey how's it going um yeah do you think she talks in all caps like types in all caps i think she probably does all caps and then like hits the punctuation and then the caps lock goes off and then she's all lowercase yeah (laughs) yeah so she just has just like weird mixed case where she's yelling half the time because that is kind of her energy right right I love that she found her place in like in in the movie world too, you know. Yeah, yeah, and she's hot, and you know what? She's curvy too. She's and I was a curvy like, girl. Yeah, get it, girl. Like those dresses, I was like, dang, are you wearing those dresses or are those dresses wearing you? Cause my God, did that make any sense? Wait, hang on. Yeah, you're you're wearing. You know what I'm saying? They're part of her. Yeah, and I, I you know, what's interesting in these movies is, is that they have like very empowered versions of like a hyper femininity but instead of it being a constrictive thing it's the women being able to turn that on and off as they please right um like morticia is very sensual and i think at one point like when debbie first shows up to the house she's like oh i love your dress she's like thank you um they can just they can look how they want and like be as sensual as they please. And I really like seeing that in this. There's no like negative repercussions for Morticia like being passionately in love with and sexual and sensual with Gomez. She just can yeah. be that way. And that's I think that thing about acceptance and not demonizing these aspects of ourselves that are really positive about these movies. Obviously, like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that deep, but if you want to take that kind of read on it, you can definitely get that. And I think especially mm-hmm. for like outcast kids or queer kids or anybody who doesn't quite know if the way they are is okay. It shows like, yeah, like, can you hang? Then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's good. It's a bundle of goodness. Just a bundle and of good. I- good uh, i want to watch the old black and white and i'm curious if it's like similar vibes i mean it's got to be if it's coming straight from the comic like they haven't done i feel like i just feel like the movies were cut short like i want to know what happens to wednesday when she gets older like is she married to joel you know i would like no question totally just watch a like sequel series or like franchise yeah. reboot yeah, totally, right? Like, I, Have you seen the anim... Um, what no, did you say? Oh, I was just going to say, if that happened now, I would totally watch it. But no, I haven't seen the animated, the most recent film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it good? I don't know. I saw... I, it came out last Halloween. I don't know how I haven't seen it. But this this is the Halloween that's going to happen. And uh, I can't wait because, yeah, like you were saying, I think I saw something about an octopus. Yeah, um, yeah. And I watched the... Tra- I've seen the trailer for it. And my only worry is... Like, there's somebody who is either electrocuted or, like, lights up in some way, and somebody says, like, it's gonna be lit, and I'm like, hey, I don't know if I can watch these people say it's gonna be lit and take this movie, uh, you know, not seriously, because it's an animated movie and it's for kids, but, uh, I hope that they keep the Adamsy spirit and don't just go full, like, hey, man, this is a pretty sick manner you got you guys are spooky (laughs) is that lumpy adam lumpy adams is that you (laughs) lumpy the icon yeah lumpy has the range 
Dude. Dude. Lumpy Adams. He's one of my faves, I have to say for sure. Anybody wants sure. to join the Lumpy Adams fan club, a write to uh, Taylor. <laughs> At we'll talk about lumpyadams.com. <laughs> Lumpy Adams fans. Yeah, I love it. Well, cool, girl. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, allowing this to come back into my life here. I think we got a good one. Like I said, this is day two of Adam's Family, you guys. Tomorrow is the 1998 version. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited for all this. Taylor, where can they find you in cyberspace if you want to be found? I do want to be found. You can find me on the Instagram at taylorvh5. I have several side grams. If you want to see my roller skating journey, that's at lb.quadsquad on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter at realtaylorvh5. No, it's just real at realtaylorvh because there was an imposter. Oh, there was an imposter. Yeah, check her out. Thank you for visiting us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, girl, yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Please tune in tomorrow for day 25 of 31 Days of Horror. Say bye, Taylor. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast 31 Days of Horror. If you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. (laughs) That really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or facebook.com slash OCD Podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. This was a Brain Freeze podcast.